from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from my own bedroom, recovering from gallbladder removal surgery. See, senor. But it is a dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty community compound. And today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Let's go with Steph Curry, the all-time greatest shooter in the NBA history. Although the NBA is dead to me, I recognize greatness when I see it. <laughs> you're, you're anti-NBA because of uh, their, uh, the, their, their China situation. Uh, the China thing in the uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, brutal uh, criticism of this wonderful country, yet coddling the Chinese, embracing and donating millions of dollars to a Marxist organization, and more. Yes. Gotcha. Crank up that music, Michael. It's a too much politics. It's an intermation party. That's what you have tuned into. I hope that's what you wanted, because it's just going to be a great time and full oh, of information. Yeah. You'll hopefully come out of the show smarter than when you went in. Or at least, at the very least, angrier. And more despondent. <laughs> a good goal. Maybe we you should know, start the show you know officially. We need jacket. It occurred to me when I said, oh, yeah, we need a hype man. We need a flavor of Flav for this show. Every time one of us makes a good point, somebody says, yeah, boy. You know, wouldn't that be good? That really up the energy. Speaking of animation parties. We need somebody who yells, somebody scream. Every once in a while. <laughs> show me that's your hands. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> Let's start the show officially since Joe brought that up, because then I've got a, uh, a right turn to make. Uh, controversial right turn. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Wednesday, December 15th. I'm not liking the calendar, man. Don't it's you. just too close to my son's birthday and Christmas, and I'm not ready. December 15th, the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's launch in action then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Guarding it from the start, Wiggins again. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king in the NBA! You know what's great about that clip? Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, who have the best record in all of the NBA and have pretty much since day one this season. Hmm. Um, That sounded like a home game. That was at Madison Square Garden in New York. Just part of it is because of who he is. He just, everybody likes Steph Curry. He's not a villain in any way. And the crowd went berserko when he made that shot. He had all the greatest three-point uh, uh, shooters in NBA history sitting on the front row, high fiving him as he came down. It was just, it was very, very cool. Yeah, that's nice. That is, uh, that's good. And it was the, the fact that it was a fall away 30 footer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on, style points. Yeah. And it was cool because after the game, they, uh, he said, I've never been comfortable saying I'm the greatest shooter of all time, but I, I am now. And then one of the reporters said, just, just to be clear now, you, you do say you are the greatest shooter of all time. He just put his hands in the air. That's right. <laughs> I'm the greatest shooter of all time. <laughs> That's so Which silly. There's no arguing but, with. There's well, not, he clearly there's not is. A, there's not a person who would say, well, what about, no, maybe it's, no, it's him, clearly. Sure. Hmm. Anyway, so here's my controversial right turn. I've been thinking about this. I'm at home. Can you hear my dog barking? You got my dog uh, right outside. I can, but I'm wearing expensive headphones. Is that Pugsito, your pug? Yes. Okay. 
Pugsito is outside in the cold and not happy about it. Pugs don't really have hair, so they get cold. Um, which kind of factors into my co- I was I was taking in some of the tornado stuff, which is just freaking unbelievable. And uh, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, where I've been on climate change, is I just don't care. I haven't paid any attention to it over the years. Like Joe reads up on it and stuff like that. I haven't read any of the arguments for or against. I'm just, I don't know. It just seems like one of those things. What am I going to do? So I just I just haven't gotten into it at all, and I don't plan to. But I was just um, I was just toying with the idea. New York Times did a really big piece, a graph uh, laying out how the weather has gotten worse. And uh, you know we've had some really bad, bad storms of various kinds over recent years, and um, you know whether or not that's climate change or just you know a blip. I mean, you have to realize nobody ever talks about this uh, when you have the worst hurricane since 1982 or you have the worst uh, uh, tornado since 1961. Well, what was going on in 1982 or 1961 sure. or 1914 when they had their bad weather? It was just, you know, it was an, it was an anomaly. A run and happened. or something uh, cyclical. But what if what if it turns out we are getting significantly more violent weather? And that the future of tornado seasons, hurricane seasons, are going to be like what we saw the other day. What do we do in that case? How how would a how would the world more interested in our own country? Yeah. How in the heck would you prepare for that if it turns out tornado season means category five death nados are going to wipe out hundreds and hundreds of people every time there's a thunderstorm? Well, there's a three-part answer to that, I think, coming together in my head. Number one, to the extent, and and different people have different answers on this, but to the extent that you believe it's a real thing, let's take a look at technologically what humankind can do and work toward doing those things. However, you're not going to commit economic suicide to make meaningless gestures while China and India and and other countries continue to do little or nothing. In in fact, they continue to grow their emissions. So the one thing I will not have is that sort of virtue signaling masturbatory look at us and how wonderful we are. Hey, don't knock my hobbies. uh, You know, (laughs) uh, damaging the economy. Um, Having said that, the obvious answer to me is, and my flippant version of this is, sell your parka, buy some board shorts, buy a tank top. Um, well, but, uh, yeah, but that doesn't help you with if tornadoes are five times as strong as they used to be. Uh, I'm I mean, getting there be... as fast as I can. I'm wearing board shorts, the tank top, and flip flops. Right? I'm hustling. What we have to do is make preparedness for that sort of severe weather a much higher priority than it is. Yeah, I'm I mean, trying to, and you can get into it if you want, but I'm trying to stay away from the, any of the China coal plants, any of that sort of stuff. Just if we're, if we, if we, if we end up living in the reality that tornadoes are a different thing than they used to be. If this past week turns out to be, you know, the norm, and I don't have any idea if it is. I was just wondering if, like the, 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 the most doomy of doomsayers say, it would be weird. I mean, we'd have to construct buildings differently, houses differently. We would certainly, um, if there's a thunderstorm coming in any of the parts of the country where you have tornadoes, you would react differently than, than I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, we used to get tornado warnings all the time, and you'd look over and say, oh, yeah, it is kind of dark over there, and go back to your uh, you know, playing catch or whatever in the yard. But if these things turn out to be just a different sort of thing, it'd be weird. Every home in America 
Every apartment complex, you know, multifamily housing would have a different version of this, but every home in America would have a subterranean uh, shelter to dig yeah. it and and install some sort of pre-manufactured uh, structure with ventilation, etc. cetera, uh, cost, I don't know, $5,000. You combine all the silly stimulus checks, all the government waste, the rest of it, we could easily afford that as a, as a country. And if it's necessary, we'll do it. But I, I see your point, though. I mean, if you have this sort of thing wiping out chunks of humanity on a semi-regular basis, we're obviously going to have to do something about it. Yeah. I mean, that that path of devastation from that tornado or tornadoes that came together or whatever it was, hundreds of miles long, gets on the ground as strong a tornado as ever has been on the earth and just goes for hundreds of miles on the ground and just atomizes everything in its path. Yeah, Just I heard was it Mike Tobin of Fox News said it was like a a lawnmower. Yeah. A, a lawnmower of unimaginable size just went over. Was it an F5? I hadn't heard that update. Or what was it, an F something, one of your higher At ones? various points it was. Uh, I don't I don't know if they know for certain. Yeah. But My God. I, I yeah. grew up around tornadoes, and that, that's not what usually happens. They no. uh, they come down one spot, and that's horrible, and then they go back up. They don't, they don't go for hundreds of miles just absolutely destroying everything, turning everything into matchsticks. Well, yeah, 98% of the time, they touch down briefly in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If it ends up being the norm, it'll be a, an adjustment for us, I guess. Anyway, that's the end of my doom scrolling. Yeah. More brick uh, S houses, as the old expression goes. You know? Yeah, be, the, just, be that third little pig, I guess. Well, <laughs> right. Everybody's going to have to have a shelter in areas of the country that are prone to it. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. I mean, we, the people of the United States of America, will figure it out. Yeah. Our, our economic might and ingenuity and the rest of it. Um. So things we can talk about today, they raised the debt ceiling again, which I just find hilarious, so we got to talk about that. There was quite the fight on Fox last night with Geraldo and Hannity and somebody else. Maybe we can actually play throwing just, dogs or, or what? Like scraping? Verbal. Just uh, verbal. They yeah. didn't actually like, they weren't a bunch of 60-year-old men putting each other in headlocks and stuff like that. But. Well, Geraldo's <laughs> got to be pushing 80, right? He's Mick Jagger old. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Geraldo's he was finding from, nothing in, in Capone's vault like in the 70s, wasn't it? Or maybe early we were, 80s. When we were children, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it'll uh, like the development of uh, penicillin, like the splitting of the atom, Jack. It will have repercussions that are felt for centuries. Wow. No, that's fine. Wow. <laughs> that is something. It's, it's all right. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have a holly jolly Christmas. So America doesn't want Trump versus Biden again, but each individual party does, according to the latest polling. Maybe we'll get to that. Hmm. It's a long way away. It is very, very long. And this is Christmas season. Let's not think about such unpleasant nope. things. Well, right. the Yule is tiding and the bells are ringing or something. I don't know what they do. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Continuing on with Mark Twain. It's more personal freedom than political freedom he likes to talk about. Being a well-rounded person, I love this one. I'll never let my schooling interfere with my education. 
There you go. Huh? I thought what? that was nice. That's kind of a good shot. And then this one, the man who does, oh, the person, Mark, you sexist. The person who does not read has no advantage over the person who cannot read. Hmm. Please do good. not use gendered language to to so address everyone. Twain. <laughs> you know, I I read a lot. Um, how much do you read? That's a question I'm throwing out today. Text line. Uh, and be honest about it. Or, or do a lot of you never read? Or I don't know. I don't have any idea how much most people read. I read a ton. I'm always working on a couple of books at a time, plus newspaper articles and everything else. I just, yeah, I just yeah. I don't. I don't do as many books as I should because I'm reading the other stuff all day long. Over the the break, uh, we're taking a little time. Obviously, Christmas, as we always do. I'm going to try to discipline myself to take in as little news as possible and read books instead. We'll see. I started The Idiot by Dostoevsky over Thanksgiving, and I'm planning to finish it over. It's a thousand pages, but I'm going to try to finish it over Christmas. Yeah, he it's, interviewed me for over 300 hours to write that book. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's practically my memoir. <laughs> I, I beat you to it. Uh, here's your mailbag. You can email us at the following address. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Maybe you have an opinion you'd like to share. Maybe uh, there's something we ought to be talking about. You can send along the link. Oh, gosh golly. Oh, a number of people, Jack, sending along encouragement to you. The best wishes as you continue to heal from your de-gallbladderification. I appreciate that. How many are rooting for my death? A uh, fair number, but... um. <laughs> You know, we got this uh, note from uh, San Diego Dave, who's a semi-regular correspondent. It's always interesting to hear from him. He always has great takes. And he describes spending 42 days in the hospital um, around Christmas time of 2011. Um, And just some things he's gone through have been absolutely terrible. Remind you, have a little more kindness and a little more mercy for the people you run into in your life. Um just because everybody's either dealing with something or dealt with something or somebody they love is deal- dealing with something really hard. So I can't mercy, even imagine because huh? something happened after day three where it went into some sort of surreal, I no longer know what time is thing. I can't imagine if you stayed there what that would be like. Well, he mentions that he, he had all the nurses' uh, shifts and schedules memorized. Oh, sure and, you would. And he would look forward to this or that or think, okay, John's on. for Oh, well, you know, and just that became his reality. Yeah, I got to know people and would have ongoing conversations, like, see, eight hours away, and we'd pick up where we were before yeah. uh, about, the, you know, your family, my family, your religion, whatever. Yeah. Because you're hanging around each other a lot. Interesting. Uh, so moving on to more of the correspondence, uh, Norm writes, my high school sophomore's math teacher told the class yesterday that if the students, quote, try on the final, he'll pass them, no matter what score they get. And this is okay, a that's, that's top nice. high school in the area it's in. I happen to know it. Uh, the first two quizzes in the beginning of the year had a 95% failure rate. They don't get the kids could not learn math over Zoom. What's going to happen to these kids in their next year's math class? Well, we have all sorts of data and information on that. And, you know, the, the informational stuff, the math skills, I'm less worried about that than I am the emotional uh, connection, psychological, becoming a fully hor- formed human being thing, honestly. The kids' socialization. Uh, a couple of quick notes on our discussion of the January 6th texts that came out and uh, controversial as we expected. Uh, hey guys, I'm a, I'm a liberal, half black, half Chinese guy. 
a uh, longtime listener, uh, uh, a liberal person of color, also a big fan of NPR and your former colleagues on a different uh, station who are terrible and nobody should listen to them. Uh, I made it a point to consume alternative media, alternate media years ago to make sure I get a well-rounded view on the news. Um, and he says some very nice things, which we appreciate, and says, I, I want to thank you for holding your own line today regarding the revelation of the 1-6 text to Mark Meadows. I was afraid you wouldn't cover the topic today or discuss it as a liberal mit- witch hunt. Uh, then he says he often has to clench his teeth when we say something he believes to be anth- antithetical to the continuance of our civil democracy, mm. as I do with far-left craziness, too, he points out, but will nod my head in agreement just as often. Well, uh, CJ uh, from Oakland, now in Arizona. Thanks for the note, CJ. And, and uh, I don't hate anybody I disagree with. I learn from them. Um, I believe I'm right on most of the stuff I say, but eh, I'm not threatened by different opinions. Uh, let's see. And uh, Ron uh, doesn't understand how we took the take we did. You talk as if Trump started it or had the ability to stop it, but neither are true. I would say, and this is the very short version, we don't have time to go into detail. If he had come out forcefully and said, leave Mike Pence alone, get out of the Capitol, this is way out of line, it would have made a difference. He didn't, as the entire conservative world was begging him to. No, I, I'm point. with you. I think the uh, the arguments that he wanted that to happen or orchestrated that are very flimsy. But while it was going on, he clearly didn't do anything, even when his own kid was begging him to do something. And in fact, he egged it on a little bit. I didn't like that. But, you know, again, we can differ. That's fine. We'll be back with more. Don't go away if you miss it. Grab the podcast later. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In less than 50 days, some 43 million Americans are in for a rude awakening. A COVID moratorium on student loan payments expires, and the White House just squashed any progressive dreams of the president taking executive action to cancel student debt before then. If Congress sends him a bill, he's happy to sign it. They haven't sent him a bill on that yet. Well, the president just can't declare that all those loans are forgiven. I thought the president was magical. I can't believe this is still a conversation. Perhaps the least progressive idea in my lifetime is the idea of canceling college student loan debt. How are the Democrats getting away with being in favor of that? Right. That's well, crazy. Well, so many things are not the, 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 what they're justified as. I mean, like the social justice thing has nothing to do with justice. It has to do with power. And the, the loan forgiveness thing doesn't have anything to do with, like, helping the, the downtrodden. And it's just asking for stuff. And, the and vast... you know, to the extent that it's a recognition that the university system is just a freaking scam, I, I get it. But you, but you did enter it willingly. And that yep. guy over there changing oil in your car decided not to do it. And making him pay for it is the most awful thing I've ever heard of in, in terms of taxes. How are you going to make the waitresses and just all the people, and, you know, there are plenty of high-paying jobs, too, that you didn't go to college. All these people that chose not to go to college or went and paid their way. The, How wait, are you going to make them pay for everybody the, else? The oil change guy isn't going to pay for it. The government is. God, it's says so awful. A, says a percentage of Americans so large, if you knew it, you would probably lose control of your bladder. 
you know you'd the, be so vast... freaked out by the number of people who don't understand that government money is citizen money taken from them. The vast majority of people do not go to college. You are the elite if you went to college. I mean, you will live longer. You will make like a million more dollars throughout your lifetime. Your chance of being unemployed is like a tenth. All kinds of numbers that go with graduating from college. And the rest of the working class are going to bail you out. What the hell is that even as a conversation? Yeah, all that stuff you said has been true. I wonder if it continues to be true, given the crappy... Uh, value of university educations, college oh, educations these you're days. Looking at a guy, you're looking at a guy who's not going to even encourage his kids to go to college. Mm. So I, I, I think it's a net loss, unless there's some specific reason you want to go. But uh, that aside, another financial story I wanted to hit kind of in conjunction with it is that yesterday the U.S. Senate voted 50 to 49, completely along party lines. And if it had been the reverse of who's, what party is in power, it still would have been long party lines, just the votes would have been reversed. The U.S. Senate voted 50 to 49 to raise the debt limit by $2.5 trillion. Yay! The, de- the Democrats saying it's our duty as, uh, as uh, decent people, and the Republicans saying it's a horror. And if it were, you know, four years ago, the votes would have all been the different direction, and the opposite would have been said. Oh, yeah, they, still literally, they literally would have walked to the, the middle of the Senate floor, the Republicans would have handed the Democrats their speeches, and the Democrats <laughs> likewise. Uh, thanks, right. I appreciate that. Yeah, and then, then they'd go give those speeches. And the Republicans would have said, defaulting on our debt is the worst thing we could do. And Democrats would say, when are we going to stop spending more than we take in? <laughs> Whatever. Oh boy. What Whatever. a crock of crap. It's hard to but imagine why this... anybody would put crap in a crock, but it's a common expression. Back to you. <laughs> So we raised the debt limit by another two and a half trillion dollars as we're about to hit 30 trillion dollars on the old debt clock. A rough analogy put out by an economist yesterday was for to make things easy. Where we are debt to what we take in right now, a rough analogy uh, would be imagine a guy who makes fifty thousand dollars a year and owes sixty seven thousand seven hundred dollars on credit cards. That's the United States right now. So you make fifty grand a year, you're going to take home what thirty, and you owe more than double what your take home is in in credit card debt. How long will it take you to get out of that problem? How much how much uh, maneuverability do you have in your life in that situation? Very little, but that's that's where we are as a country. Well, right, and to, to continue to uh, fine tune the metaphor, it's a uh, credit card debt at quite a good rate, but it's a variable rate. And you live in fear of the day uh, interest rates go up, and all of a sudden, your minimum monthly payment is double, maybe triple. It's not out of the question. And you've always got the medical emergency hits, like a pandemic or something else comes along, and uh, then what do you do? And in this scenario, the both neither the husband or the wife are worried about that. Neither the husband or the wife seem to think it's a big deal at all that we owe more than we make. Right. In fact, the uh, wife just came home with a beautiful uh, diamond tennis bracelet, cost fifteen grand, and the and the husband pulls into the driveway with his Porsche. Says, "Hop in, honey." Oh boy, oh, it's grand, isn't it? Uh, sorry, kids. Sorry, grandkids. Uh, speaking of the pandemic, which I'm going to start referring to as the endemic soon. The jury huh. is still out. It's not clear that there isn't something horrendous around the turn, but. You know, I believe we are into the part of our lives where we just have to deal with the damn thing. It's about 
Uh, NBA canceled their first game of the season around the COVID of a team that had enough cases they had to cancel a game? Yeah, I think it was my childhood team, the Chicago Bulls, that canceled a couple of games. But anyway, um, so a couple of uh, brief pieces of COVID news. A major South African study has come out, and they say, yeah, the Omicron variant uh, does cause less severe COVID, significantly less, um, uh, and does seem to be more resistant to vaccines. They have the most experience by far in South Africa with the Pfizer uh, and what is it? It's something in tech. I can never remember the name, uh, but it's the Pfizer uh, vaccine. And it's significantly less effective against the Omicron than the other one. Um, it uh, offers about 70% protection against being hospitalized, they say, which is a very good uh, protection. Uh, I'm Team Pfizer. I kind of wish I was Moderna as things shake out. But anyway, so uh, well, you should have done the research like I did and have chosen the Moderna. As I recall, you just showed up and they jabbed you with what was on hand. No? All right. That, that, that may have been the case. So anyway, uh, less less dangerous, it seems pretty clear, and certainly virtually harmless to kids who are still being asked to wear masks or forced to stay home. L.A. County schools, kids got to be jabbed or they can't come to school. And uh, they're losing hundreds of staffers, hundreds, thousands and thousands of students going back to not learning at home. It's just terrible. Right now, currently, you can't go to school uh, I've in got the second the, biggest school district in America without being Oh uh, No, I think it's about to start. I've got that around here somewhere. Uh, Jeez, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Oh, because my kids, my kids have not gotten vaccinated yet. And, uh, you know, as I tweeted over the weekend, because they couldn't come into the hospital to visit me, they didn't have vaccine cards. I thought, he's nine, and he's had COVID. But I don't know what to do on that. I suppose if it comes down to going to school or not, I'll make them get the shot. I'm not worried about the COVID at all. It's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it is weird. Right. And and so many times, uh, at the risk of driving this point into the ground, so many articles, really every article about whether it's kids' mental health or the economy or, or, or jobs or restaurants closing or whatever, talks about because of the pandemic. When, it, at the very least, the article should say, because of the pandemic and government policy reacting to the pandemic, don't blame the microbe for your would-be totalitarian moron governor. The microbe's not at fault for the overreaction. Humans are. Uh, anyway, so uh, real quickly, second largest school district in the U.A., that would be L.A. Unified School District. Uh, voted last week to terminate 500 employees who failed to get vaccinated ahead of the uh, deadline. We care deeply about all of our employees, said the interim superintendent, just before ending their ability to feed their families. Uh, let's see. At a school board meeting December 7th, parents and students spoke out against the vaccine mandate. Um, when is the deadline? Eh, I can't remember. Check your While you're looking for that, I thought it was interesting. Uh, So New York, the governor came out with a mask mandate statewide, as has California. And in both states, lots of people openly saying in various counties or towns, we're not going to enforce that here. I think the ability for governors to control their state around mask mandates is gone. Yeah. Lots of people seem to be pretty comfortable raising up their head and saying, yeah, we're not going to enforce that around here. 
Yeah, it's not clear to me, and I apologize, uh, but again, if you've, if you've got a kid in L.A. Unified Schools, you ought to know this on your own without me telling you, but uh, it's not clear to me exactly when the deadline is for kids, but 15% of the student body remains unvaccinated. That's many thousands of kids. Uh, that is going to be a huge crisis, and a number of hospitals are walking away from vaccine requirements in the wake of court rulings that have blocked the White House's vaccine rule. Three hospital groups, including Christian Medical Center Advent Health, the Cleveland Clinic, Tenet Healthcare, Nashville-based HCA Healthcare, which together comprise more than 300 hospitals and more than half a million employees. They've all said, nah, we're not doing that anymore. Forget it in the wake of those court rulings. So wherever, and this is my point in bringing up the L.A. thing as well, wherever those mandates, especially for the children, still exist or still are looming in the future, I think we're going to see a shockwave of uh, resistance, cancellation, court rulings, that sort of thing in the next month. I'm just not convinced that my kids or all kids need to get vaccinated to at this point, to control the pandemic. I just don't think they need to. No, I don't either. Especially your kids have both had the vid, so they have natural immunity. I mean, the the vaccine uh, shortens your period of having the thing in your body somewhat. And so, theoretically, you're less likely to, say, transmit the, the Chinese bad fever to your teacher, who is presumably fully vaccinated if they want Absolutely. to be and and Absolutely. has has an incredibly small chance of becoming seriously ill or dying and you're all wearing masks in class right yeah exactly when when you could virtually eliminate any threat just by uh, extra rigorous ventilation in the school it's just it's the damage we're doing to kids I, may history condemn us rightly for our selfishness and what we have done to our children in our stupidity, ignorance, and and watching CNN too much. Which, of course, uh, that is stupidity and ignorance. I repeat myself. Here's a good note before we take a break. O.J. Simpson was discharged early from parole in Nevada yesterday, and according to his lawyer, he is now a completely free man. Damn! O.J. Simpson. That's right. O.J. Simpson is back on the streets. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, this is not intended to be funny because it's no longer funny, but I hope he spends his time chasing the real killers. Never forget. I hope he gets back to being the real juice again. Because ever just since doesn't he doesn't seem like the juice anymore. It just doesn't seem like the juice anymore. No. Juice. <laughs> Michael's um, digging. He's trying oh to find no, that. I, I it's know. not like on page eight of his sound clips. <laughs> Look at him in there. He can't wait. Hurry. Hurry. Juice. The juice. Juice. <laughs> juice. <laughs> Oh, juice. Come on, juice. Um, One of the hottest Christmas gifts of the season, if not the hottest Christmas gift of the season that I'm considering getting for my kids, what's the holdup? You have to be on Facebook to play with it. Oh. And I'm not on Facebook. Oh. Really? That, among other things, we can talk about coming up. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Oh, the weather. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go. You know, I love... The sound of this. I love the groove. I love the horns with their stings and everything. I, just, I love this music. 
You just don't like the rapey lyrics? These lyrics are not in the least rapey. You numbskull. Oh, hey, coming up, a trend in the car industry you are going to despise. Yo, I I couldn't. I wanted to fight my computer when I read it. <laughs> so stay with us. I mean, we'll we'll do, we'll give you that before the end of the segment. To kick off hour two. So on Sean Hannity on Fox last night, he and Geraldo and then the Bongino dude got into it. And I don't. Hanson, our executive producer, thinks the very vicious personal insults. Between Geraldo Rivera and Bongino on Fox are an act or contrived. I think huh. they're real. I think they actually hate each other. But wow, wow! But it's it's relatively dramatic, and it's around the whole Sean Hannity texts January sixth, all that sort of stuff. So it gets so kind we'll of savage, huh? Oh my god! Wow. We'll okay. kick, we'll kick off hour two with that. So stay tuned. Yeah, if you um, miss it, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrongandgetty.com. We got quite a few texts on. Do you read? Uh, which is interesting. I don't know if we'll get to that here, but at some point we will. So you could keep those coming in if you want at 415-295-KFTC. Because I read a lot, and I think it's very important to my life, and I just I just wonder if other people do. Um, so I was thinking going VR this year for Christmas for my kids. Man, doing this whole Christmas thing with divorce is just couldn't suck more. But anyway... Um, I'm thinking going VR with the kids, and by far the most recommended, popular, all your independent tech people recommend, blah, 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 is the the Oculus 2 something or other. But it's a Facebook product. So you know how Facebook announced a month or so ago that they're no longer Facebook? They're, what are they now? Meta. Meta. So he's he's really going big on the whole uh, VR metaverse stuff, and so they have the best technology out there right now for VR. And um, I was going to get that for the kids, and I they ought to make this more clear because I was on like I was on Best Buy and questions, answers, and reviews and stuff like that, and then I thought, well, what's with that? I better click on that. It's the angry people, and it was the people who say. How do you not tell people ahead of time you have to have a Facebook account before you can use the damn thing? So how would you like to get up Christmas morning, open it up, and find out you have to have a Facebook account? And if you don't, it is useless. I mean, you the can't wrath up, you, of Mark. The wrath of Mark. You can't do the VR thing. Your kids can't at all unless you want to be part of the Facebook world. Some of you are part of the Facebook world, and you think, what's the big ideal? But uh, idea. But I could tell from looking at those reviews and the way I feel about it, that's mm. a pretty big river to cross. Just remember. If I'm all of a sudden going to become Facebook guy. Facebook exists to sell your data. The VR exists to sell your data. If Facebook comes out with an antibiotic, it'll be to sell your data. <laughs> the raison d'etre. Right. It ended the pandemic and stole your data. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to decide. I might become Facebook guide, like just get an account and never use it. But if it's on your phone or your computer at all, it's just you're just you're you're a slave to Mark Zuckerberg, right? Well, and it grabs up all your contact, all your data, reaches yeah. out to everybody you've ever known in your oh, life and everybody boy. they know, and so, and give them your home address and the rest of it. <laughs> all right, that's a slight overstatement, but you know, not that sort much. Of thing. All right, so uh, here's uh, here's here's my thing. I guarantee you'd hate about the uh, the automotive industry, and and Toyota is leading the way, evidently. 
their their fob, you know, their little electronic fob that you have instead of a key, you can remote start your car with it. But that's a subscription that expires after a certain number of years, and after wow. then you have to subscribe to it. I so can... the functionality of your car is a subscription. I think I came across this the other day, and my, my first thought was me being me. I will find out. I will be reminded, oh, yeah, you needed to renew that subscription when it's raining and I'm standing outside and my car won't unlock at 11 o'clock at night at the airport. That's mm. when I'm going to, oh, that's right. I needed to resubscribe to be able to open my freaking car door. Oh, boy. You know, there are various subscriptions like to the uh, whatever connect service that now is hilariously antiquated. The idea that you need to subscribe to a, a uh, you know, uh, whatever you got to Lexus say, you got to subscribe to Lexus's navigation system or their emergency contacts or whatever, as opposed to just using your dang phone. But uh, I, I got why that was of subscription because it's extra services. But like the idea of uh, one of the fairly basic functions of your car. You have to pay them $5 a month for the rest of your life to, like, use your power windows? Wait a minute. (laughs) And they are actively exploring how to do that because they know what we all know, that once you get these tiny little subscriptions going, you never think of them again. It's just part of your life. Right. Yeah, that is something. So we'll play uh, it Honey, for I you. wish I could wash the windshield, uh, but the fluid is a subscription thing. And canceled <laughs> it last month, so i got to climb on out with a bucket of water. <laughs> you tell me, is it real or not, the fight between Geraldo and Hannity and Bongino on Fox last night? We'll play that for you to kick off Hour 2. If you miss an hour, get it on the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.